We want to get insights on the news shaping the market, and for that, we welcome back to our show Kevin Gordon. We didn't get to see him last week. Monday was a holiday. Senior Investment Research Manager Charles Schwab. Nice to see you. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. So, what are your thoughts on this rally? So, the major averages now are at the highest levels since June 9th, mm -hmm. right? Um, this was the first winning week month of June. I mean, in the quarter, really, we haven't really seen winning weeks. Yeah. Right? It's been yeah. down, down news. And I just talked to one trader when I walked in and I said, bear market rally? He's like, yep. Yeah. I mean, nobody really believes it. Yeah, it feels like it, unfortunately. Um, this is reminiscent of every bear market that we've kind of had. When you look back at history, a lot of the flavor of the rally has been looking like a bear market rally. And I think the unfortunate part, when you actually look at the broader market itself, uh, proxied by the Russell 3000, that's kind of how we think about mm -hmm, the overall mm -hmm. stock market. Uh, the, the leadership since the June 16th trough has actually been decisively in favor of names with the highest short interest. So it's, it's right. feeling like a short squeeze right now. All of the names that have gotten beaten down so much this year, um, those that are expected to continue to buckle under tighter Fed policy, slower economic growth, you know, anything with a speculative sort of wrapper around it, uh, that's what's been leading the market higher. And from a leadership perspective, it's never really convicting, especially when you look at in a broad sense, the percentage of stocks that are making new highs every time we go through these rallies, it mm -hmm. keeps getting lower. So when you have a series of lower highs, um, it's never indicative that we're sort of exiting out of a bear market phase. And I would point also to the fundamental aspect. You know, there's the technicals that we can look at, but we also have to consider some of the fundamentals. Like we got this morning with the Dallas Fed data, um, pretty weak across the board. New orders falling right. into contractionary territory. Everything from a demand perspective uh, starting to weaken considerably. So I don't think that we've yet priced in some of the max economic weakness that we're about to see uh, maybe right. later this year. I'll tell you the response that the trader got gave to me when I said, so is this a bear market rally or is this a new rally? He said, well, he goes, let me let me ask you this. He goes, give me five good things. And I, <laughs> yeah. and I sort of paused and he goes, well, actually, it'd probably be easier to give me 20 negative things, yeah. right? And I, my response was, look, all you need is one good thing, <laughs> right? If you yeah. have one good thing, that could be the start of a term. Yeah, and I think um, we're. Is there something good that could really sort of propel the market at least to stay where it is or move higher, or is there another leg down? I mean, Ken Langone was out today talking a lot. He anticipated another leg down. I mean, I think we're treading water. That could be at best maybe moving sideways a little bit. And mm -hmm. we're probably in this move from inflation being the max fear to now yeah. growth being the max fear. So the good news with you know maybe peak fear of inflation behind us is that we're now going to maybe start to see some rolling over in key areas, maybe like the commodity sphere, because you've seen pretty broad weakness in the commodity complex itself. Not as much on the energy side, much more on the metals and the agriculture side. But um, I think that could be a positive maybe in the medium term. So you could get a little bit of a respite from that. But right. as the Fed continues to be aggressive, because inflation just isn't coming down at a rate that they're comfortable with yet. And we'll get the PCE data later this week. So maybe that'll give us more of an indication of where uh, things are headed. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, for now, they're going to keep the foot on the accelerator because it's just not getting back to that 2% target anytime soon from, from their perspective. Yeah. So what is the Fed going to do? Is the Fed going to stick with that 50 basis points? Are they going to do 75 like we saw? Yeah. On, you know, on, on the last round, I mean, you think there'll be some surprises? It's a it's a tough call. You know, from the last press conference, I, I was I definitely came out of it more confused as to now what they're looking at. There was a, there was much <laughs> I came more out of a, it more confused. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's fair. Yeah, and there was much more of a focus on right. that long-term inflation's com expectations component from the University of Michigan survey, but that got yeah. revised down last week from 3.3% well, to 3.1%. Exactly, and, right? and it's being driven by inflation, but. As Powell has acknowledged multiple times, whether it's in a testimony, whether it's in a press conference, a lot of this is still supply side driven that they cannot uh, impact. So the unfortunate part for the economy and for investors is that they're going to have to 
hit demand and hit demand even harder uh, right. and bring it down in order to get some of those other inflationary components down. And hopefully that's enough to bring it down to where they're looking. But you know, we're, nobody's sure yet. Um, and, and as we go sector to sector, I mean, today we're seeing that materials are down, communication yeah. services are down, while energy and healthcare are higher. Um, a lot of the retailers have talked about trying to understand their inventory. Mm -hmm because some of them got this glut of inventory yep. now and they have to you know, give you deep discounts, yeah, exactly. which is never great for a retailer to have to do that. GDP is something that we'll be watching for um, this week as well. We'll get a print um, on Wednesday is that GDP print. So we have some things to digest. So are you watching certain levels on the S&P right now? I mean, we're back below 4,000 again. Yeah, not as much levels, I would say, probably trends within not just the aggregate index, but also within the industries themselves. Oh, so what if, are you even watching if you, for? Even if you break, so going one level maybe below sectors. Um, yeah. In some of the cyclical industries, whether it's banks, retailers, household durable names, yeah. a lot of those have gotten hit the hardest this year. And that, to me, when I looked at a lot of that weakness earlier in the year, that was sort of more indicative that we were getting closer to pricing in a recession. So if we get meaningful bounces there and you get some you know, leadership we're among the high. pricing in a recession? If, well, the, the weakness yeah. in those industries was, yeah. was looking indicative of, you know, when you're down 40 sure. to 50%, especially sure. in a household sector, yeah. um, it's never good to see. But if we can get some you know, sustainable moves to, the, to maybe even sideways at best, I would say, mm -hmm. that's probably gonna give us, like I said, a little bit of a respite, yeah. but I just don't see, again, the, the, the you know, group of positive catalysts that we have from a fundamental aspect to really lift us into a substantial leg higher. Right, and yeah. you know, the question is, are we in a recession now? I, I don't even know if the answer matters because if people feel like we're in a recession, yeah. uh, that's all you need, right? They'll just stop spending yeah. and you won't see um, that consumer demand and that will affect GDP in the end. We got the uh, bank stress tests. Mm -hmm. I was watching that. Pretty good overall, yeah. right? I mean, so different than 2008, 2009. Oh, sure, I mean, yeah. well capitalized. Uh, you talked about, you mentioned the financials as a group. Uh, you know, we're still watching, obviously, the 10-year very closely ahead of the next Fed meeting. Any thoughts on rates or banks? Well, on the banks, you know, what will be important as we get into the next earnings season, because banks always kick it off, um, and you kind of mentioned the strength this today versus something like the financial crisis. Sure. You know, yeah. household sector has been the leader in deleveraging uh, since 2008. So right. that's why our opinion is, you know, even if we're heading into recession, if we're already in one, it's probably not going to be as severe as ones we've seen in the past, mainly because you do have that strong component right. of households not being as highly leveraged, even corporations to some extent. Um, there is leverage there, but not it's, it's nothing egregious mm -hmm. like we saw in the run-up right. to 2008, and it's certainly not tied to any speculation in the housing sector. So I think that's a positive. If we get into another recession, it probably keeps it from being you know too hot, but obviously now we have the inflation component yeah. to deal with, so that, that's going to be a pretty big determinant. The other thing, um, we're going to get going, but I did want to get your thought on the consumer because um, I did see one report that defaults and some payments and things were beginning. Yeah. That's never a good sign. Yeah, yeah that's the, I mean, the unfortunate. Have you seen that? Right? Because yeah, sentiment is anecdotal. terrible. It's at record right. lows, right? Absolutely. So anecdotally, if people yeah. aren't paying their bills. Yeah, and credit card debt's starting to increase. And you're seeing a little bit of spiked. that, right? Yeah, I mean, credit card debt, if you look at just the broad Fed measure, uh, the annualized growth and some of that has been, you know, some of the strongest that we've seen in a negative way, the highest that we've seen going back in the history of that data. So right. to me, once you start to get that pressure from inflation, the pressure from slower economic growth, it's it's not a, you know, it's not terrible a terrible surprise to me if defaults start to go up and you start to see delinquencies move up. Um, but some of right. that is a coincident indicator too, as with some data like GDP or payrolls um, or income growth. 
a lot of that is just going to move with the cycle itself. So it's not going to tell us where we're going. It's just going to let us know where we're at right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice to see you, Kevin. Thanks you, for being here on this Monday. Thanks. We appreciate it kicking off a new week. Kevin Gordon, Charles Schwab.